Happy Father's Day to all you, all you dads. Amen. Beautiful morning. Beautiful day. Thank God that we can come into His presence. I was sent a text this morning, and uh, of course, you know we have uh, a lot to pray for our our needs and. All the, all the burdens that we carry for our families and our friends, our loved ones, all the people of God, and um, uh, asking prayer for Gordon McLeod, who is, uh, of course, uh, he's from the Rosebud Reservation, a friend of uh, my adopted brother, uh, Chuck Blyman, and uh, he recently had uh, surgery and is in recovery, and they ask for prayers for him for his recovery. So if you could remember to lift up Gordon McLeod this morning, uh, all those that we have been praying for, uh, pray for uh, Sister Dina's father, Delbert. Of course, there's quite a few of them that came in need of such as God. Um, uh, pray for Sister, Sister Rose Arrow, our whirlwind soldier, and all those from uh, Wagner, they won't be here this morning. So we have all those people, Sister Lisa, uh, Stephanie, uh, Sister Stephanie, Brother Richie, and Alex, and Sierra. Uh, they won't be here today, so let's lift them up in prayer. All those from White River. Uh, recently, we, we received word last night that uh, uh, the people that were tested for COVID in that uh, tested positive for COVID out there, the family out there. Uh, they recently did a test uh, Friday. The results came back and they were negative. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as I stated before, I said, we're, I, I told them, I said, well, then we'll definitely try to get out there as soon as we can. We're going to make plans to head back out there. So, once we determine that, then we'll, uh, we'll uh, Get, up, get back out to White River. Sister Deborah's with the sister. Oh, yeah, there's Sister Deborah. Sister Deborah. Uh, pray for Brother B. Uh, recently lost his, his dad, uh, Lee Sr. And they haven't really done anything as far as arrangements yet. Uh, but that, that's pending that in the future. So pray for the, uh, Brother B and all his siblings. Uh, Misu, Carl Dean, uh, William. Madonna Sixtos. We pray for all that family, uh, the grandchildren, and uh, Lester Sixtos. That's Lee's younger brother. He's actually the only one left in that family. I think. So we have all those people to pray for. So let's ask the Lord to bless them. So if you would all stand with me this morning. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for. God, your goodness to us, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to come, O oh God, into this place to call upon your great name, O oh Lord. And Father, you know, amen, our needs, you know our hearts, you know everything about us, O oh Lord. Your word even says that you know every hair upon our heads. And God, as we lift up all these names, and God, as we cast all our cares upon you, Lord, we pray. Lord, that you administer unto us, O God. Touch us, O Lord. We need your strength, O God. We need your 
healing, O Lord. Amen. Salvation, O God, and deliverance, O Lord. So we pray that you would do a mighty work, Lord. Reach out, O God, and minister, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Minister, O God, and touch Gordon McLeod, O Lord. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, you know his need. Minister unto him, O Lord, and give him the strength for his healing, Lord. Delbert Griffin, O Lord, I pray that your hand will be upon him, Lord, continually, Lord. Minister unto him. Touch him, O God. Strengthen him in his body, O Father. And I pray, Lord, that you would open a door for his salvation. O God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for my brother Chuck. Lord, Byman, I pray that your hand will be upon him. Help him, O Lord, in his healing process. O God, and all those that we have lifted up, Lord. Amen. Out to White River, Lord. Out to Wagner, O God. All those who are members of this congregation. All our loved ones, O Father. Our relatives, O God. That, amen. We have been praying for, Lord. I pray that you administer unto them, O God. You know the need. Bless this work here, Lord. Bless your people. Go before them, O Lord. Minister to them, O God. And make a way, Lord. Amen. Provide for them, O Father. Amen. Help us that we can be that light, Lord, that you have called us to be. Amen, God. And continue to do a work in us. Strengthen us, O Lord. Bind us together, Lord, that we can be of one mind and of one spirit and one accord. Amen, Lord. And bless all the fathers today, Lord. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, O God, and for your love and for your... Amen, God, for your goodness to us, O oh Lord. We ask you, Father, let this all be done in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on up and listen to the Lord.
father of fathers. That's why we do songbooks. And I'm so thankful for today. So thankful for all you fathers. It's a hard job, I know that.
Good morning. For those of you that don't understand English and speak Lakota, and if you speak the D dialect, Dida. Dida washte. Good to be back in the house of God. Uh, my mind's just been on uh, my experience Friday evening. I want to. I want to say uh, uh, just. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Brother Dan and Sister Dina for what they do. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's been a while since we. Well, I wasn't here last Friday before, but uh, it's good to get back into that routine of getting together for fellowship and all the activities. And man, I tell you what, I, I had a hard time blowing cobwebs off my brain Friday night more reasons than one, but let me tell you something, it's, it's, it's good, it's challenging, and, and it's fun. And we had a good time, enjoyed it, and uh, of course, if you don't know by now, we're in the Minor Prophets, and uh, Lord, I wish I had a photogenic, uh, yeah, photogenic mind, brain, because you start to get into the, the really intricate things about those books and uh, Sister Betty and I were kind of going over a few things yesterday and she was asking questions because I told her what we were doing so and man I tell you what got to get back in there and, and read and read and read and read and you just kind of lose a little a little uh, lose your thought and lose your connection there so but it's, it's been good so I want to say thank you Brother Dan thank you Sister Dina that was a good time we had a good time good time fellowship it was awesome and I know it's going to get better. Amen. Kind of helps us to stay on top of things. Uh, there's an expression in the scripture talks about wetting your sword. In other words, that simply means sharpening your sword. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're sharpening our swords. Obviously, mine was a little dull Friday night. <laughs> I promise you it's going to get a lot sharper. Though. Amen. Amen. But that's what it's all for. Praise God. I'm glad we know the word. How about you? I'm glad that that's the focus of our desire, our attention. And uh, to the Sunday school classes, if you could uh, just try to dismiss your classes about quarter to two, and and I'll come back in here because we have a little little thing we want to do for all the fathers in the congregation. So if you could keep your teaching, your lessons and see about that time then you can come back in here so all you younger people you're all dismissed to your respective Sunday school classes have a good time have a good time in the Lord this morning thank you Jesus we are honoring we are honoring all the fathers. My, my dad passed away in 2001. April 14th was 
the day of his departure, right around, if I remember, it was five something in the morning. We, we were gathered together because on April 14th, he and my mom were going to celebrate their, uh, we were going to be the 57th or 58th wedding anniversary. And all the family got together for that. We, we, had, we, we had a big gathering and we would celebrate with him the wedding anniversary. And of course he was stricken with cancer and he began to get weak before that. But he promised my mom, he said, I'll make it. Because she said, Joe, shall we just go ahead and postpone our get together? He said, no, I want you to have it. I want you and all to get together. I want the family to go ahead and have it. He said, I'll make it. So he did, he made it that morning. He passed away early that morning, he left us. And we sat with him all, we were there with him the past few days before he passed away. But, uh, amen. So I honor my earthly father. And I think about him. Every every time I, we come to this day and we celebrate, of course, my mother and my, my mother's day. Thank God that uh, my parents uh, were of Lakota descent. We, our families basically come from the Rosewood Sioux Reservation and the Oglala, where we've got, we have, I guess according to my aunt Rhoda, I am more Oglala than I am Si Chungu. She set me straight one morning, one time at a family get together, and I said, okay, I'm correct, I stand corrected. So um, I, and we like to tease around because uh, uh, we all, we like to tease around a little bit. But we, have, you know, our relatives are all Mater. My dad and my mom spoke fluent Lakota, so it was something we always heard. But every time they would tease, you know, about some of our relatives back back home in, in Pine Ridge, they would say Ogalala. It's supposed to be Ogalala, but Ogalala. So that's what and he he would rip my uncle. Uh, Cecil Weston, and he said, one thing about Pine Ridges, and my uncle would say, what's that? He said, they're always an hour behind. <laughs> they would just rib each other like that. And uh, that's one thing about our sense of humor. But I remember that, so I, you know, regardless of who we are, regardless of our background, our nationality, our, ethnic, our ethnicity, for whatever reason. For whatever reason, you know, we all come from someplace. We're all descendants of somebody. We all have a bloodline. We all have a bloodline. And I'll, I will say this because if we really want to be technical, I use that term technical, that means if you really want to, it, it kind of means like it's an expression that means that if you really want to, you know, be that diligent about finding truth or, or, or trying to be right. <laughs> uh, by the way, did they turn that CD on? Did they, is it on? <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, it's on. But anyway, um, so we talk about that. If we really want to be technical, I'm just using it's a, it's, uh, we're using the, you know, terms we use today. Uh, if we want to be technical, we all have 
we all have one father. <laughs> we all came from somewhere. And even though through time, if you read the scriptures, through time, of course, uh, when we talk about it, when we talk about what the scripture says. Well, first of all, let me do it this way. Let's go into the book of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, right before the book of Matthew. Go to the book of Malachi and go to uh, chapter 2 and go to verse number 10. Go to verse number 10. And this is this is something. I'll let you get there. And uh, I, I just want to share with you, and I and I know this. I like I said, I, I'm honoring. Oh, I'm honoring my earthly father. I'm, I'm honoring all the fathers here in that are members of this congregation. We know who our our we know who our earthly fathers are. It's a day that we can honor them. We we know who they are. We and and without any you know without a shadow of a doubt, we know who our fathers are. And I always get that. I always get that from my aunties. Whenever I, my my dad's sisters, and uh, whenever I visit with them and everything, and, and they always say this. They said, they always say this. You remind me of my brother. You know why? Obviously, I have some of his traits. I don't look exactly like my dad. I wish I had his blue eyes. My dad had blue eyes. Kind of crazy. But it's in our blood. It's in our. I guess we're. We've got a little bit of, of French in us. So because of that, we have blue eyes that run in our family. None of us, you know, none of us got his blue eyes. But still, there's certain traits I have that my auntie say, "You remind me of my brother," and they always make sure to give me a, a, a nice hug every time they see. And uh, so I know, you know, so, you know, we, we all have our father's traits. If you look at all of us boys, of course, one thing that we inherited from our father was his height. He was a tall man. He was a big man. So we got that from him. So, so what I'm saying is we all know who our earthly fathers are. We all know that. It's something, isn't it? But here's another question I have for you this morning. Uh, do you know who your heavenly father is? Uh, in our in our Lakota language, if, if I refer to my dad, I would say Ate. He's my father. He's Ate. Uh, and if we if we if I say heavenly father, Ate Wakam. Ate Wakam. Heavenly father. So here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about this. We all have earthly fathers. And just let me put this in your lap this morning. Potentially, and, and some of us, we know who our heavenly father is. And we could all have a heavenly father. 
we can all have a heavenly father. So we see this, and, and that's what they're talking about here in Malachi chapter 2, in verse number 10. It says, have we not all one father? Have we not all one father? Hath not one God created us? Hath not one God created us? You know, one thing I found out in, in studying scripture and, and everything, you know, wherever we come from, our ethnicity, our nationality, whatever blood we are, uh, we all kind of lean on, we always tend to lean back on what we've been taught according to, you know, what our culture is. And a lot of times uh, we go back and, and, and we can, basically, man has come up with, uh, I guess, and I'll say it this way, they have come up with ideas. They have come up with, with uh, stories about where they came from. A lot of them are unique stories. Some of them may have some truth in them, but not the whole truth. But that's where a lot of uh, culture is based off of, is when, when they talk about creation. <clears throat> in, in all the, the stories and accounts of, uh, of different people and different cultures, <clears throat> their, their, their origin is connected to creation. It's true. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can go back and, and, and even people that are of European descent all over this world, you can trace your 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 who you are back to a creation story. We do that. We do that. The Lakota do that. We we can we trace our culture back. And I'm gonna say it. Now listen to this carefully. Our culture. We can trace it back to a creation story. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the unique thing about our creation stories. There's several of them. <laughs> so if we wanted to choose one, if we want to choose one that sounds, I guess, how can I say, that sounds better to us, we could choose one of those creation stories and, and we can say this is where we came from. There's several creation stories that we, we can choose from. I'm talking about the Lakota people. We talk about originality. But, but you know, that's, see, that's why I say these ideals, these, uh, and, and a lot of them are, are focused on what we would call stories or even folklore. And so we know that. But let, let me just share something with you. The truth transcends all those accounts because they in a sense we all came from some place we all came from someone are you listening to me we're all uh, we're all uh, a work of creation we're a work of creation and, and here's the thing a creator made us we were created by someone. So if we want to be technical, let's go all the way back to where it first began. And, and, and the, the question is asked here in verse 10, have, have we not all one father? Now I'm talking about a, a father as a creator. 
Because we, we know our earthly, we don't all have the same earthly father. So the question they're asking here is, the, the father of creation, have we all not one father? Yes, we do. All mankind has one creator. huh? One creator who is our heavenly father. Uh, amen. So that answers that question. So have we all not one father? Hath not one God created us? Yes. The answer to that question is yes. We all have one creator. And, and here, here's the thing. Let's, let's get a little bit more technical if that's all right with you. Is that all right? Look, look what the word says. In Genesis chapter 1, verse number 27, it says, So, so we answer that question, have, have we all not one Father? Yes. Hath not one God created us? Yes. We were created. We were created by one God, by one creator. Okay? So in Genesis 1, 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So, so here we can, we can see that we were all created in God's image. Now, ask yourself this question. Ask yourself this question. If we have one creator, if we have one maker, if one God created us, let me tell you something. I believe that is the truth. Because why is it that we come from different ethnicities and different uh, countries, nations, but yet in similitude we all almost are the same? Because if we were created in the image of our God, some of us would definitely look different, wouldn't we? <laughs> Whatever your God, the likeness of your God was. Whatever the likeness of your God was, if you was created in his image, you would look like your God. Amen. Why is it, now make the connection, why is it that we all have the same similitude, amen? We all have the same appearance, we, we differ a little bit in features, and, and, and color, or skin color, skin tone, hair color, huh, physical features, but guess what, we're all male and female. We all have two eyes, we all have two ears. Huh? We all have a nose, a mouth, we have two hands, two arms, two feet, two legs, huh? We all look the same. Why? Because we're created in the image of that one God. Even though we come from different ethnicities. One God created us. So we can make that connection. And uh, if, if, if that wasn't true, why would writers in the New Testament affirm what I'm just telling you, if that wasn't true? For example, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. We're, we're, we're going to get to know our Bibles. <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of... Uh, I'm trying to figure out how a way I can become more quicker at sword drills. Because every time we do that, here I am, and I have to flip my, the, the pages of my Bible are really thin pages. And here you are, and of course, I don't have quick fingers like some of you do. And some of you can, and I, and I was thinking to myself, so I was, 
I was watching some of the, the way they get their, to their scripture real quick, so I have to, I have to say, why are they getting this so quick? So you know what I do? I look over and I see if they have tabs on their Bible. <laughs> Here I am, I'm fumbling around. My fingers aren't as agile and Obviously, they're not, you know, where I can move them quickly, where I can get to that one page. So I always take a guess. This is where it should be, and I open it up, and I'm way off. So I have to go this way. I have to go back that way. And, and then just when I get to the, just to the book itself, somebody stands up and starts, ah. But the, the whole process is so that we can know the Bible. You can know the Bible. Well, look what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 8, 6. It says, but there, but to us there is but one, one, one Sheila. Or if you speak Spanish, uno. Uno, uno. Uh, one Sheila, one God. The Father, look what it says. Look, look what it says about that God. There is one God, what? The Father. Then he ties it. He ties it to creation. Of whom are all things? In other words, the world that we live in. Of whom are all things? And we in him. And one Lord Jesus Christ. By whom are all things? And we by him. So he, he makes that connection there. Yes. There's only one God. There's only one Father. He's the one that created everything. And we are in Him. We are in Him. Why is it you feel drawn to come to Him? Huh? Why are we all here this morning? That's a good question. Huh? Oh, I just wanted to go to church. I, it's deeper than that. I feel like the spirit of, of your God, the spirit of your God, the, the spirit of your creator, drew you to him. Amen. That's why we're here. He drew us to him. So we see that that's what, uh, that's what we see what the Apostle Paul said here. And, uh, you know, we, we jump along all over in the scripture. And you go over to uh, Isaiah. I'll let your fingers do the walking, Isaiah 64. And just hold on here. I'm going to put this all together to where it will make sense to you. Isaiah 64 and uh, <clears throat> verse number uh, 8. And look what, look what it says here in Isaiah 64, verse number 8. And I'll let you get there and I'll take a sip of water here. He says, but now, O Lord, thou art our Father. So I'm just, I'm, 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 what I'm doing is I'm presenting to you scripture that gives us, it, it, insightful, gives us insight as far as we understand about God and we understand that he is our Father. He is our creator. Everything that we're looking at is we're seeing that he is our God. He is our creator. He's the one that made us. Amen. Amen. So we see that. But now, Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay. 
and thou our potter. And look what it says. And we are the work of thy hand. That's something, isn't it? We are the work of thy hand. So we know that, hey, guess what? God made us. God made us. That's why we are the way we are. And that's why, you know, we need to understand. Well, let's go to another scripture verse. This one's further back in the Old Testament, almost to the beginning. It's the fifth book of the New Testament, the book of Deuteronomy. And you see there in Deuteronomy chapter 32, you see there in Deuteronomy chapter 32, what he says here in verse number six, it says, Deuteronomy 32, six, it says, do ye thus we quite the Lord? Do ye thus requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise? You know what Jesus was saying? Jesus came with a message. Here's the beautiful thing about Jesus. This is why he's so unique. Jesus was not just a creator. He was the creation. <laughs> Remember, God is a spirit. Jesus was speaking to his disciples after his passion, after his crucifixion, after he resurrected. And he said, when they, when they could not believe that he resurrected from the dead, he said, come and touch me and see not that his eyes said, a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. So in other words, here's the thing about God. Here's the thing about our creator. We know this to be a fact. Our people know this to be a fact. When we talk about Wakantanka, we talk about Tunkashila. We, we, we're in reference to, we, we know that he is there, and but we know that he is there in spirit. And I think everybody knows when they, when they talk about their God, every time they reference their God, they, 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 I think in the mind of man, they, they, they connect their God to being a spirit. And that's what Jesus was saying. God is a spirit. So that spirit is the one that created us. He created us in his image. So in other words, when you think about that, kind of blows your mind because here, here we, we, we talk about, uh, he's talking about, do ye, do ye thus requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise? Is not he thy father that hath bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? Now, now here's the thing about Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says, according to John chapter 1, verse number 1, uh, the Gospel of John, I'm speaking about chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, 
And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So we talk about we talk about uh, Genesis 1:27 that He created man in His image after His likeness. He created him male and female. Okay, so in the beginning was the Word, the Logos, the Greek word Logos, and the Logos. Uh, was with God and the Logos was God. So in other words, here, here's, here, if we want to translate that so where we can understand it, the word, you know, we, in English it's word, W-R-D. In Greek it's Logos, L-O-G-O-S. But when you define that, you know what it means? Thought or plan. So in the beginning was the thought or plan and the thought or plan was with God and the thought or plan was God. Woo, put that together. The thought or plan was God. So if God created us in his image, after his likeness, he obviously in, in his mind, because remember, he's a spirit. He created a body for himself. Huh? He created a body for himself. There was going to be a day. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, try to wrap your minds around this. There was going to be a day that God was going to become a man. And he knew that. I'm going to become a man. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create mankind after that man that, that, I'm, going to, that I'm going to become. After his likeness, after his image. So he knew that there was a body. So he used that body as a, if I want to say it, a prototype. And so the thought was with God. The thought was God. You know, in the beginning was the thought. So that was his plan from the beginning. This is, and you know, you know, why do they cause, here's the thing, here, that's why I say this is unique. Because they call, they refer to Jesus as the firstborn of many brethren. Okay, why does it mean the firstborn of many brethren? Now, this is something that's beautiful. This is something that is amazing. Because he's the firstborn when it comes to Human beings looking like him, physically. And he's the firstborn according to the Spirit, being born again of the Spirit. So, amen. It's unique, isn't it? The firstborn of all the human race, the firstborn of the spiritual children of God. Wow. Blows your mind, doesn't it? And, and we're talking about God. To all you Lakota, Dakota people, we're talking about Wakantanka. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The great mystery. And he is the great mystery. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why I say this Bible is not just for the white man. That's a lie. And, and the white man didn't write this Bible. I mean, he's not the, the one that, you know. I'm, and, and Brother Hancock used to say this all the time. I'm glad. Jesus didn't die for skin. He died for sin. He died for all mankind. Let me go further. He died for all his creation. Because we're all his. We just haven't made that connection yet. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I said, do you... Thus requite the Lord, O foolish people, and unaware, unwise. Is not he thy father that hath bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established? Let me tell you something. Somebody created us. Somebody made us. 
Who was that person? Huh? Who was that God? It's kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's not no coincidence that we all kind of look like one another in similitude. Why is that? Wow. One God created us. We have one, one creator. I, you know, I, in, in my years in the ministry, I've, 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 I've been all over the place, up in Canada, all over the United States, from the West Coast to the East Coast. I always remember going down to Georgia. This was back in the early 90s, 89, 88, going on to Great Big Apostolic Fellowship down there and going down there to preach. And uh, we stopped in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's a, it's a dam that was built by, they flooded out the Cherokee Reservation to build that dam. Johnny Cass sang about it back in the 60s. And... Um, so anyway, then we were at a rest area, and we stopped in to use the bathroom, and we stopped in, and we came out of the bathroom, and there was a guy standing behind our vehicles with his arm crossed looking at our license plates. And I thought, hmm, I don't know what this guy's up to. I thought maybe he's not a cop. He's not dressed like a cop. He came out, and he seen us. He said, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm doing okay. He said, by any chance, are you, are you American Indians? I said, yes, we are. He said, I, 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 I was wondering because I, I seen where you come from, South Dakota. I said, yeah. He said, may I ask what tribe you're from? I said, well, we, they say the Rosebud Sioux tribe. He said, oh, I think that is fascinating. He said, uh, I myself am a, am a descendant of, of Daniel Boone. Oh, no, of Davy Crockett. He is my great-great-great-great-grandfather. I said, really? He said, yep. He said, uh, you know, I, I've, I've read the history of the, the American Indians and, you know, how they took you off from your lands and they put you on reservations and they basically, you, you know, you're, you've been assimilated and all this. And he said, it was really, uh, he said, it wasn't good what they did to you. He said, my, my heart goes out to you and... He said, they, the white man took you off your reservations and shoved their white God down your throats. So I said, hmm. He said, by the way, what are you doing down here so far away from South Dakota? I said, I came to preach the gospel to the white man. <laughs> he looked at me kind of like, People don't understand. Guess what? He's not the, he's not, you know, he didn't come from any particular, here's a, here's a, he didn't come from any particular people as far as, you know, we can't say, it. And, 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 and excuse me, brother, but I'm no offense, but he didn't come from the white man. He didn't come from the black man. He didn't come from the red man. He came from himself. And he created all of us. He created all of us to, 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 to live together. And, and, and I remember, I remember, I don't know if it was at the same meeting and, 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 and they introduced me when I got up to preach and, and, and one of the brothers that introduced me said, I'm glad that uh, God is colorblind. Yes, that's 
And I said, well, he said, I'm glad that God has covered my eyes. And he said that because he introduced me. He said, the Brother Marshall is a, is a Rosebud Sioux. He's, he's a member of the Rosebud Sioux tribe. He's Native American or North American Indian. So, you know, of course, people respond, ooh, nice, nice. But, you know, I stood up there. I said, you know what? I said, God's not colorblind. And I just got I said, God made all the beautiful colors. And they stand out and they're more beautiful when they're right by one another. Amen. I said, so that's why I'm glad he's not colorblind. That's right. So you think about that. That's, that's who we are. God created us. We have a creator. We have a maker. And, and, and you know, Here's the thing. Uh, I was going to uh, almost bypass this, but I want to end. Uh, I, I was talking to you about John chapter 1, verse number 1. Look what he says down there in verse number 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word was made flesh. God, who was a spirit, became a human being. Mm -hmm. Here's a good question. Why do you think God became a human being? What was the purpose of him you know, in, in the religions that are in this world, there's so many different religions, so many different faiths, and so many different beliefs, and they all, you know, speculate that somehow you, you make a connection with your God, with your Creator, and you do it through certain uh, teachings and through certain uh, ceremonies and, and, and things like that, and, but it connects you to your, your, your God. But amen, we all know that, of course, these are, this is the world of religion. This is the world of religion. So that is, that is to connect you to your God. That's to connect you. So that's why everybody worships God the way that they feel like they need to worship. They've been taught. And that's why Jesus said that the hour comes and the hour is that they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, you're not going to worship me. How you think you should worship me. You're going to worship me according to the truth. Huh? Amen. So, so you, we, 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 make, we make that connection. But religion, that's where religion comes from. Religion doesn't come from God. Religion comes from man. Religion came from the mind of man. That was their concept of God. That's what they, how they seen God. That's how they believed in God. So they made that connection. They said, this is how we're going to worship God. And that's why the Bible says in so many places that they liken unto, amen, uh, a certain uh, 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 similitude, uh, uh, a certain uh, uh, look uh, uh, and, and fashion. And they put eyes and hands and feet. But you know what? It wasn't really him. That's why we, we're, we've been studying about the Ten Commandments. What do you say? Thou shalt have no other gods before, before me. You shall not make any graven image. Why? Because guess what? We don't. Man never knew what God really looked like. 
And if you make a graven image, you know what? You're not making his real likeness. That's right. Huh? And that's what that, that is, that is the, the the mentality of man right now. They're worshiping false gods, false images. And God is saying, hey, I don't want you to worship me according to that. I want you to worship me according to truth. Because I'm the one that created you, not you. You didn't create me. Am I making sense? Amen. So God became flesh and dwelt among us. Deity, spirit. Spirit became flesh. Became humanity. And so, as a result, guess what? Uh, when we talk about incarnation, how many of you ever heard the word incarnation? Basically, it means deity became humanity. God became man. So we're basically created after his image. That's, that's wonderful, isn't it? But when we think about... Uh, why that that's part of the answer to that question why did he come why did he come into this world because he wanted us to know the truth didn't he so he came into this world we're his creation he created us in his image so when you think about it, our, our association, when we're not in the place that we should be, did you, do you realize this? Did you realize this, that everybody is influenced by somebody or something? That's right. Huh? We're all influenced. Who's your influence? Huh? Who do you tend to follow? Who, who? Who basically is, do you put your, your, your uh, how could I say, you, you, you submit yourself to them because you like certain uh, virtues about them. And so you follow them, and basically what happens when you submit yourself to them, whoever your influence is, you become more like them. Huh? You become like them. Let me tell you something, all you fathers in here, you're an influence. You're an influence to your families. Huh? You're an influence to your wife. You're an influence to your children. That's why we need to walk godly before, before them. Because we influence them. We should be influencing them to live for God. Huh? That's right. We should be influencing them to live a good life. Huh? Hallelujah. Uh, 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 holy life. When I say holy, I mean separated from the things of of, of sin, the things that are not good. Right. Because we know that there are some, amen, things that are out there that are not good. Some some thinking, some mentality, uh, some behavior, some conduct that is not good. And, and obviously those, all those things are influenced by somebody. Somebody is influencing them. You know where that came from? The Garden of Eden. Mm. When Satan came into the world, and guess what? He wanted to he wanted to defile God's creation. 
He wanted to defile God's creation. Guess what? He, he was evicted from heaven. He was. He tried to rebel against God. He was evicted from heaven. There was war in heaven. He, him and his, his followers, him and his cohorts were evicted from heaven. And, and what does the Bible say? They came down here to earth. And so as a result, guess what? He wanted to defile God's creation. He wanted to defile you and I. So how did he do it? Well, first thing he did was he did it through a lie. Huh? He lied to Eve. He, he manipulated the word of God. And she believed him, so she disobeyed him. And because of that, sin came into the picture, of course, Adam followed suit. And so sin came into the picture and sin defiled all mankind. That influence came from someplace. You know, you know what that is? He put a wedge in between mankind and his God. Mankind and his creator. So as a result, guess what? When you take God out of the picture, you have to insert something else in there that's going to fill that void. That's right. Hope I'm making sense. Amen. And so you read here, Jesus was talking about that. He, there, there were several occasions in the, in the Gospels where he had dialogue with the religious leaders. And in, in, in John chapter 8, I'll let you go there. In John chapter 8, and you see him mention this uh, uh, right around verse number uh, 44. You'll see this. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. John chapter 8. Look what he says in verse number 41. First of all, he says, he says, uh, he's talking to the to the Pharisees and stuff. He said, ye do the deeds of your father. He's talking to them. They were claiming Abraham as their father. But he said, No, Abraham's not your father. <laughs> You do the deeds of your father. In the verse number four, he's 44, he says, Ye are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. So in other words, guess what? Satan does have that kind of influence. And, and, and you know, if, if you don't think that's true, look, look, what, uh, look what John said in, in the Gospel of John, chapter th uh, 3, 1 John, chapter 3, the epistle of John, excuse me, the epistle of John, chapter 3, look what he says there uh, when he talks about this. And, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, this, this, is, this is what I'm trying to... Uh, relate to you or present to you is that amen we have to be careful of who our influences are because amen we could be influenced to do the wrong things and amen uh, the apostle john says this in first john chapter 3 verse number 10 it says uh, uh it says this it says in this the children of god are manifest and the children of the devil everybody see this mm -hmm. In other words, you could put a distinction between the children of God and the children of the devil, the children of Satan. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. 
So, so we see this. If we do not attend to righteousness, we're not of God. So all the things that we we do, and, and, and all of us in here have a conscience, don't we? Mm -hmm. All of us in here can think to ourselves, and when we know that, here's the thing, we all know to do good, we all know to do evil. Mm -hmm. And whatever we choose to do, somebody's going to influence you to do either. So, and that's why Jesus was saying that. You're of your father, the devil. You know why? He said, because guess what? You're not righteous. You're doing things that are not good. You're, 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 you're living in sin. Now, let me break this down to some of you. When, you. when we talk about sin, we use that word sin a lot. A lot of people don't like to hear that. Oh, man. Why should you quit talking about that? Sin, sin, sin. So all they talk about sin, sin. Huh? Sin. They call me a sinner. You know, here's the thing. God doesn't want you to be a sinner. So how I explain what sin is. Let's say, for example, there are boundaries to the way that we as human beings should live. And as long as we stay within those boundaries, we'll do fine. Now, now I'll, 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 I'll kind of sketch to you a, a picture of that. Inside the boundaries, let's, say, let's, let's put an uh, invisible line around this, 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 this room right here, around this congregation where the, you're sitting on these pews. There's an invisible line, and inside this invisible line is righteousness, godliness, truth, love, peace, Joy, all them good godly virtues. But outside this line, guess what? Over here on this side is sin. There's death. There's murder. Huh? There's hatred. There's bitterness. You name it. Fornication, adultery, you name it. It's all on the outside of, 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 of where this where righteousness is. So what sin is, is when we talk about sin, because when you sin, you become a transgressor. And what to mean transgress means, you know what that all that means is we go beyond the limitations or we go beyond the borders. We transgress and we go out to the places that we should not be. Mm. You just trespassed. That's interesting, isn't it? That word trespass. You ever go down the highways and South Dakota is a hunting state. We have land out west and stuff like that. A lot of these ranchers and people that have land, they'll put these uh, tires on their posts and says, no trespassing. <laughs> you know what that means? It means you, you can't go in there. Stay out of there. Otherwise, you're going to get a bullet between the eyes. <laughs> Don't trespass. Here's the thing. God has a sign that you cannot, you know, you, you shouldn't leave here because you know what's here? Eternal life, abundant life. Amen. Here's a contrast. Life, death. Life, death. And so this is what we do. God puts, a, puts that poster and he puts that tire and says, no trespassing. You know what we do? We read it. And, and we choose death rather than life. Yeah. That's what sin is. And so he said, because you're doing that, he's telling all these Religious people, when you do that, you're basically, you're of your father, the devil. Right. 
because he sinned from the beginning. He trespassed from the beginning. Who would want to leave life and choose death? That's the reality of what, what is going on. Our Heavenly Father, the reason why he created this world, did you know the reason why he created this world? You know the reason why he gave us all the, the sun and the moon and the stars so that we can look at it and go, wow, that's beautiful. Creation is beautiful. You know why he gave us all that? You know why he created all this? Does anybody know? He created it for you and I, that we can experience it. That he can speak to us, to us of his greatness, of his power, of his might, of his love, of his wisdom. Mm -hmm. And, and he created us a world that we could live in, a beautiful world. But you know what happened? Here comes sin. And sin just defiled everything. Sin corrupted everything. So because of that, it has been, it was passed on onto all mankind. That's why the devil created a lie and said, hey, you don't have to believe in that God. There are other gods. It gets, you know, there's, uh, the devil creates all kinds of confusion. Right. Well, we're not supposed to abide together because I can't abide with you because I'm, I'm Lakota and Brother Dan's, uh, I don't know what your ethnicity is, but Welsh. We can't abide together because I'm Lakota, he's Welsh. Or I'm Lakota and, and Sister Sister Walker here, wherever she comes from, her, her lineage, we can't abide together. Huh? That's what the devil would like to say. He'd like to separate. He'd like to segregate. He'd like to cause, uh, amen, segregation, racism. But the thing about it is we all look like one another. We're all his creation. We all have one heavenly father, one creator, one maker. So we see that. So, if we can make that connection, I asked you that question at the beginning. You know, we all know who our natural fathers are. I know who my natural dad is. And I also know, here's a, here's a beautiful thing, I also know who my heavenly father is. Mm -hmm. Amen. So here's, here's where we come into the light. Here's where we come into the truth. Now, all of us in here have the opportunity. We have the opportunity. Let me, let me find a piece of scripture here. Let me, let, me, let me remember where that piece of scripture is. Uh, go with me to the book of Psalms. I believe it's 68. Let's go to Psalm 68. That sounds like it. I don't know. May not be it. I don't know. I could be, I could be off a little bit here. But Psalm 68, and I think it's verse number. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sixty-eight, five. Look what it says. Let, let me let me go back one verse four. Sing unto God, sing praises to His name. 
Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Look what he says. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his habitation. A father of the fatherless. My, my, my. He can become our heavenly father. If we all, let me tell you something, we all need, we all have an earthly father, don't we? But you know what we need? We need a heavenly father. And to be able to come to that point where we can, amen, where we can become his children, he can become our father. Let's, let's put it this way, because just, just, I don't know, you know, uh, I want to stay within the confines of God's word, but we all have an earthly father. We all need a spiritual father. Mm -hmm. You know what makes that connection between us and, and God? Here's a beautiful thing. I don't, I don't want to be trying to deviate from what I'm trying to share with you this morning. But uh, we all have a spirit. We all have a body. We all have a soul. Our mind and our emotions are infused are, are, are infused in the soul because that's what the soul is. Sec, the, the senses governed by the mind. So all those exist in our soul. That's what the soul is. And we all have a body. This is the temple of our human spirit and our soul. This is where our soul and our spirit live. But let me tell you something. We are, what, 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 did, what did the Bible say? What did Jesus say to all those religious people in, in John chapter 8, verse number 4, 44? He said, you all live according to the lust of your father. In other words, they, he basically tell them, everything that your father wants want you to do through your lust, you do. In other words, you were influenced. And that's what the devil does. The devil, the Bible says that he savors the things that be of men. You know what that is? The only way he can get through us is through temptation, through sin, through lust. Huh? And that's how he can appeal to us, through our flesh. But let me tell you something, we're more than flesh. We have a human spirit. And that's what God put there so that we could connect with him. Our human spirit can connect with him. So in order for our human spirit to connect with him, what do we have to do? Pray. Be born. Be born again. Because we've been born of the in, in this economy, in this world, we're, we're humans, aren't we? Yes. We're fleshly. We've been born in this economy, so in, in order for us, for, for us to become his children, we have to be born again according to the Spirit. Yes. But if you read that, if you read, look, look what happens in, in 1 Peter chapter uh, 1, look what it says. In, ver in verse number 22, he says, uh, it says, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth, Look what he says. Through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. So look at look what, he, what he's saying there. You have obeyed the truth. You have purified your souls by obeying the truth through the spirit. 
So what does that mean? Right now, whether you realize it or not, His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is actually moving in this place. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Huh? So we know that. And so, so he says, that's how it's going to... So he says in verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed. In other words, not of this kind of seed, corruptible seed. We're, we're corrupted because we lived in sin. Huh? Not a corruptible seed. It's not a fleshly birth. So he says, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So if we're born again, it's going to be by the word of God. So how does that happen? Well, let's go on. For all flesh is as grass, not, and all the glory of man as the father flower of grass, the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So if we're born again of, what do you say? Incorruptible. All that means is this, how does he become our Heavenly Father? We, he just got done explaining that in verse number 22. Obeying the truth. Obeying the truth. So when we obey the truth, there's a reason why, you know, don't try to figure it out. When you talk about to people about being born again, you know what the first thing they do? You know why people don't obey the scripture? Because they're, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. That's why I don't know about that. They're trying to figure it out. It doesn't make sense to their to their uh, their, their, their thinking. Uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm I'm trying to find here? Uh, their reasoning it doesn't make sense. How can that happen? Well, we're not to try to figure it out. We're just to obey. And if we're going to be born again, guess what we have to do? We have to do what Jesus. That's why Jesus gave his apostles the great commission. We we read that, and we read that great commission. He said, "Going out, going therefore." Uh, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Huh? Teaching repentance and remission of sins in my name. And then ye shall be endued with power from on high. All this. In other words, he taught them, hey, for people to become my children, they have to repent. They have to repent of their sin. They have to die of their sin. They have to be buried, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for their remission of sins. And they have to be experience the infilling of the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues, being born again. And, and we're not to figure it out, we're just to obey it. So all of, you, all of you that have obeyed the Word of God, what happened? When you obeyed the Word of God, guess what happened? You found out that it was true, didn't you? Amen. So, when we are born again, and that's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. I'm, I'm reading out of John chapter 3, verse number 5 and 6 in the Gospel of John. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. You must, not if you want to be. You must be born again. So once you... Once you come to that place where, where you accept God, when you accept His Word and obey it, 
you're going to be born again. You're going to be brought forth. And when that happens and your sins are remitted and removed from you and God fills you with his spirit. God fills you with his spirit. <clears throat> you know what's going to happen? Well, we read that in Romans chapter 8. In verse number 15, it says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's why I can call Jesus my heavenly Father. And in Galatians chapter 4, verse number 6, Look what he said. Oh, let's back up. Let's back up. Verse number four. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Look at that. The adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. the way Paul said that. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So once we receive the Holy Ghost, man, I tell you what. Jesus, when he was speaking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said Matthew 23, this is in chapter 23 of Matthew, in verse number 9, call no man your father upon the earth. For one is your father which is in heaven. You know, he was talking about the spiritual. Because all the examples and all the influences, of course, that Israel had <clears throat> really weren't the right kind of influence. That's why Jesus said that. Hallelujah. So we all need to acknowledge our Heavenly Father. It's kind of amazing in our Lakota teachings and philosophies when they talk about Wakantanka. I, I, I want to hand it to my people because at least they were honest in what they were saying. They couldn't go any further beyond than what they could go. All they knew that he was the one that created the world. He created them. He was their creator. And the only way, the only way that they could uh, refer to him as because they knew that connection that they had with him. They, so they said, Wakan Tanka. Wakan Tanka. Literally has two meanings, two definitions. First, the first and foremost, they tell me, was that it means the great mystery. So in other words... I asked a Lakota holy man, a medicine man, I said, why did they call him the great mystery? And you know, his answer was to me, he said, because there's a lot about him that we do not know or understand. I went, whoa, 
and the other one is the other translation it's a loose translation it's a second translation and and it means that his spirit is big wakan trunka he's big he's big and of course we know that his spirit inhabits the earth and the universe so we know that to be true we know that that's scripture and uh, when you think about it we do need to understand that we do have a heavenly father we do have a uh, a creator, a maker who created us in his image and we need to make that connection with him that's who Jesus was that's why when Philip asked him Lord show us the father he's talking about God the creator show us the father and that will be sufficient for me it will, it will suffice us Show us who the Father is. Show us who our Creator is. Even, even the, the Jews wanted to know, hey, who's our Creator? Jesus was looking back at him. He said, he said, have I not been with you for so long and you, have, you haven't known that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm -hmm. You've seen the Creator. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. God in the flesh. Man. So the Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He became a man. He was justified in the spirit. He, he was tempted in all points as, as, as we are, but yet he was without sin. He was seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world and he was received up into glory. That's our Heavenly Father. I want to honor him today. Hallelujah. It just kind of makes you appreciate the Word of God, the truth that is in the Word, because when you take a look at it, it's so simplistic, so simple. And you see just what God has done. And praise God. I'm, I'm glad that ye shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Praise God. Thank you very much for your patience this morning. And um, service this evening. Prayer at 6. And service at 6.30. And we will be doing a, a, a little recognition here, a little something for our fathers here, so we should have our Sunday school classes be coming in here shortly here. Thank you everybody for being here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of intelligent 
good looking, handsome, pretty young men and young women. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.